0: the trust there's always a there's a number of roles here and anything any aspect of a trust really can be customized so there's always the donor or grantor that's you so if you're the one setting up and funding the trust you're the grantor um, and well there's there's a few words for that you and I'll go over a few but you if you see grantor settlor donor trust maker. I don't know. The law likes to um, use a bunch of different words that mean the same thing, but I'll tell you there really is no difference. So I'll say grantor. um, But so that's the person that set up and funded the trust. That's a role in and of itself that doesn't necessarily mean anything more than that, that, you know, they're the ones that set up the trust. Um, Now in our trust are the ones that I was talking about previously with, what the IRS would call a grantor trust, that person's the one that's gonna get taxed on any income that's in there. But now as far as working with what's in the trust, so who's managing it once it's in there? Because the trust is an entity, um, think of it almost like a corporation where it can actually be the titled owner of an asset. So once it's in there, what human being's in charge of it? And the answer to that is the trustee. And I, I think that's where the, the proverbial key. So who who really um, is running the show once it's in there? And the answer there is the trustee. And now that can be the grantor. Um, it's completely up to you. And depending on your goals, that might be what you do and it might be not advisable. But um, the example I'm going to use as we're staying on this topic is going to stay on that topic of our, our asset or our protector trust, because that really is what we use most commonly. And in that type of trust, you can be your own trustee. Um, meaning that as long as assets are in that trust, you're the manager of them. So easiest example that we do, you want to protect your house for nursing home care. So you transfer ownership of your house into that trust. Once it's in that trust, if you're your own trustee, You're in charge of making sure that the bills are paid, that uh, anything, the the utilities are paid, all the normal homeowner things that you normally do, the trustee's in charge of it. Um, The trustee can also sell real estate. So if you wanted to downsize, you sell your house, that money belongs to the trust after you sell it, then you buy a new house with that money. And as long as it stays in the trust, the trustee's in charge of it. Or if you um, decide that you're going to move to a retirement community and you no longer want to own any real estate, you could sell the house. Again, that money pays to the trust, and then you can invest that money within the trust, um, and so that, it, that that money could be invested. And if you're one of those people that likes to uh, you know, do your own trading and buy, sell, and trade stocks, you can do all of that within the trust, and it remains protected the entire time. And now, and, uh, and I can't get it right. Landon, absolutely not. That's, that's the beauty of it because nursing homes can only force you to pay what you can access. So the biggest key to what I was saying there is that while the property is in the trust, you can manage it. The only thing that you've given up in order to get that protection is that you do not have the direct access to reach in there and pull something out. Um, but there is a there is a back door there, and um, and I knew I was going to do this once we got to this topic. I've been rambling. Kristen, oh. would you like to talk about trust protectors to uh, so that I don't get so that I don't go too long? <laughs>
1: sure, sure. Take a sip
0: of wine,
1: Landon. there. <laughs> and trust us when we're talking about this we don't make this complicated. <laughs> we actually try to make it as simple as we possibly can. The lulls have made this all so complicated. Um, and we find, we've find we tried to find every loophole we can and every way to make this easy because we know this is complicated stuff and we know, you know it's a little heavy. Um, but yeah, so we have what we call like a back door for the trust. So essentially we take the key, we lock it up. So creditors like nursing homes can't get into there. However, we don't throw the key away. We just give it to individuals that we trust. We really always prefer to pick at least two of those individuals, and we call them trust protectors because their job really is to protect the trust. Those individuals can actually make distributions from the trust if there's ever a need to make a distribution from the trust, so they can pull money out. Um, Now, we don't want them to ever pull money out if it's a child and, give it to mom and dad or put it back in mom and dad's bank account because we just took money that was protected and unprotected it. But, um, you know, let's say they're taking it out and because mom needs a new car and dad's a nursing home. Well, as trust protectors, they can take the money out and purchase that new car for mom with that money. And there's a lot of different scenarios of ways that can go. Honestly, when we're funding these trusts, though, we're always taking um, a thousand different things into consideration. None of our plans look alike because everybody's goals are different. Everybody's asset structures and income structures are different. But we, um, the goal always is when we fund these trusts, we're funding them with assets that we never actually have to pull anything out from those trusts. We're trying to seal them up and use other assets or other monies to um, you know, pay for expenses and things that somebody may need but isn't it always nice at the end of the day to know even though we've tucked away some assets and we've protected them from long-term care that we can still have somebody access them if we need to.